Finn. Hello, John. Hi. How are we doing? We're doing all right. Doing all right. Big week 18 done. Regular season done. Regular season done. Completed it, mate. Yeah, a bit mad, isn't it? How'd you think it went? The season? Yeah. Went all right, didn't it? All in all? Went better for some teams. Yeah. How it normally (laughs) goes. Um, Weren't as many draws as I would have liked. Uh, Week 18 specifically. A few surprises. It was a more surprising week than I... I was going to say more surprising than I imagined. But everything is more surprising... Uh, but yeah, surprising week, more upsets. Yeah, well, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you've got some games which are like basically playoff games and then others that are meaningless. And then you've got some teams resting their starters, some people trying to get in the playoffs, some people just trying to save their jobs. It's a weird week. Um, but should we get into it? Into the details, I don't know how you love the details. Let's get into the details, mate, I reckon. Um, so what we thought we'd do is do it kind of by conference, sort of chronologically, but also um, with the playoffs in mind. So we're not really going to mention the games that had no playoff implications. Um, okay. But the first game of the weekend very much did have playoff implications. was on Saturday evening for us. 9.30 kickoff, UK time. The Pittsburgh Steelers played the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens already secured the number one seed. We're resting a lot of starters. The Steelers needing a win and a bit of help elsewhere to get a wild card spot. What did you think of this one, Paul? Uh, well, went pretty good for Steelers. I do feel like it's a bit unfair because mm. they needed the win, but Ravens were pretty happy to get a loss. Yeah, it does, it's sometimes the way it falls. Um, I, I guess over a long period of time, like 10 years, you'll get the odd end of game, end of season game in your favour and the odd one not. Mm. Yeah, it just feels a bit lucky. Yeah, it is a bit lucky. I think I can't remember exactly, but I have a feeling Steelers have got quite lucky with quarterbacks. How do I say this? With opposing quarterbacks um, throughout the season. Yeah, particularly in the division. Um, Like, I think they played, obviously, they they didn't play Lamar this week, which is huge, because he's probably the MVP. Um, I have a feeling they didn't play Burrow. I don't know. I might just be making this up. I just have a feeling <laughs> that they got quite lucky. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not true. Um, I think everyone's yeah, feeling just... is that they've been lucky. Just yeah, like no one really thinks they're that good. No, well, they're, they're not in the playoffs. Well, they've done well enough. They've done well enough. They're in with Mason Rudolph quarterbacking. Kenny Pickett on the sidelines. Um, 
Najee Harris did all right. Yeah, big game for Najee Harris, actually. Um, good point that. Because I've kind of been leaning Jalen Warren ways. How do you say that? I've kind of been thinking Harris is on the decline. Not in age-wise, because he's still really young. But I thought Jalen Warren's snaps are just going to go up. And Harris is kind of going to get phased out of this offense. But no, Najee Harris had a great game. Um, I think... I'm at, if I was a Steelers fan, I'd be a bit concerned going forwards that they don't really have a quarterback despite drafting one in the first round about two years ago. Um, and I, I mean, I'm thinking more short term. TJ Watt went out in this game. Yeah. Which is just a huge loss. He's like a defensive player of the year candidate. Probably the but, best. their best player. Yeah, I think without doubt the best player. Um, so, uh, yeah, and they got to go. I mean, spoiler alert, they got to go to Buffalo in the playoffs without TJ Watt to play a pretty informed Buffalo team. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I mean the rule is never count out the Steelers because. They've had like 16 years in a row with winning seasons, whatever. So there's something about them. But yeah, even though they won this, it didn't fill me with confidence. Yeah. I mean, I don't. They, I don't think they'd be a, a top Ravens team, would they? So. No, you'd think not. I mean, this was a one-score game against the backups. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Keeping it in the AFC, later on on Saturday night, I watch it the next morning because I was sleepy, the Houston Texans played the Indianapolis Colts in what was essentially a playoff matchup. It was a win and in, lose and go home game for both teams. Um, and the Texans came out on top. Did you watch this one? This is the only game of the week that I saw none of. Oh, Paul. I know. Well, it's because of when it was on. Rather yeah. than... But it was a great but... game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a... by the looks of it, big, big game. Mm. Quite close. Yeah, very close. Collins was back and had a huge game. I mean, Nico Collins has had a huge game after one snap. He scored a 75-yard touchdown off the first play. Oh, yeah. Not a bad start. So that's helpful. Yeah. Um, so he got another yeah. 120 yards after that. Yeah, no, he had a great game throughout. CJ Stroud was... He didn't have a flawless game, but he played well and was making plays, like doing elite stuff. Like the kind of play where you think nothing's going to happen and he just pulls something out happen. of nowhere. Yeah. So that was very fun. The Colts couldn't throw the ball at all, really. Gardner Minshew was not having a good game. Relied a lot on Jonathan Taylor, which was sort of working for a bit but didn't work forever. 
Um, and then it got to the point uh, about two minutes left, I think, in the game. They have, a, they have a third and two. They run it with Jonathan Taylor. They get one. It's fourth and one. They're going to go for it, knowing it's pretty much ball game. I can't remember the maths, whether it was definitively going to be ball game. Um, they go for it. They take Jonathan Taylor out of the game. He's on the sideline. Have a backup running back who I think is called Goodson. I can't remember his first name. Um, and they run like, a, I don't know the name of the routes, run like a, I don't know. He just sort of runs from the backfield kind of straight at the kind of first down marker on the sideline. Right? Okay. Um, like a flat kind of yeah. thing. Um, they throw it to him. He's open enough to get the first down. The throw is not great. The catch is not great. And he drops it. Well, the catch was non-existent because he dropped it. As if. So that was how they lost that game. It was quite, I kind of feel bad for the guy. But at the same time... That was your felt, moment. Yeah. <laughs> and dropped, and just, literally dropped the ball. Literally dropped the ball. I don't understand why Jonathan Taylor didn't do that. Yeah, I know, and he—I mean—he's not known for his pass catching in the same way, I don't think. But is it because if it was Jonathan Taylor, everyone would be watching him, so he wouldn't get open, or I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's quite hard to slam the coaching and be like, "Why well, just take him out of the game?" When coaching-wise, it was all there. You just needed a slightly better throw and the guy to catch the ball, and they get it. But that was. I mean, that would be very frustrating as a Colts fan. That one, that's Texas a sad way game. to go out. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of their season, obviously. So, yeah, but um, CJ Stroud was making plays, and the Texans are in the playoffs. Crazy! Oh yeah, exciting times. Yeah, which no one would have said at the beginning of the season. No, I think you I might. mean I. I said they would be get the number one draft pick. You know, not going to do that. <laughs> I'm pleased there. I've yeah. been rooting for him. Yeah, I think everyone has. It's nice. And but I think it's going to be they're potentially going to be a really scary team in a year or two. Yeah, they got a young team. I think Nico Collins is is in his third year. I think Tank Dale's a rookie. TJ Stroud's a rookie. Will Anderson Jr., the defender, rookie, playing really well. You know, Damian Pierce is in his second year, I think. Got options. Yeah, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with yeah. in the next few years. And I think D'Amico Ryan's the head coach is probably, well, would be probably my choice for coach of the year. Okay. But I like him anyway, so. You're biased. I might have picked him regardless how well the Texans did, you know. <laughs> um, all right, okay. So from the AFC South to the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars go to Tennessee to play the Titans. Given the result that happened on Saturday between the Texans and the Colts, is it given that 
or given the Steelers one, I can't remember. But the Jags knew at this point, I think, if they win, they win the AFC South and they're in the playoffs. If they lose, they're out and the Texans win the AFC South. All they're yeah. going to do is beat the... Beat the Titans. Easy peasy. Yeah. Not very impressive looking. Tennessee Titans. Final score, Jacksonville 20, Tennessee 28. Uh-oh. Spaghetti-o. I overall like Jacksonville, but I did enjoy watching this. Why? Because I quite like Titans as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I obviously it didn't matter for Titans. They were out. So I sort of knew logically I should be rooting for Jacksonville, but as stuff was going well for Titans, it was hard not to mm. be happy. Yeah. Because they're the underdog and I like them anyway. Mm. Yeah. And it was and it... Derek Henry's last game for them, or most likely. Yeah. And he had a monster game, so that was quite nice as well. Yeah, he had a great game. It's just very frustrating from a Jags point of view. Like, Trevor Lawrence... Trevor Lawrence had such a good end of last season and start of this season. And then he's kind of gone backwards. Lots of mistakes, turnovers, and it's just not happening for him. It's strange. Yeah, it's not obvious what's wrong. (laughs) No, it's not. But something Um, is. Something is. But... Yeah, and probably not like the coaching because it's the same coach and staff as earlier in the season and last year. Um, but yeah, a bit of revenge for Tennessee. Who there's it was the same matchup last year, and it was a winning in game for both teams. Tennessee, I think Tennessee was something like seven and three after ten weeks or eleven weeks, and then let it slip. Yeah. To the point where the Jags could beat him on the final day and the Jags could win the division. And this year, I think the Jags were seven and three, maybe maybe eight and three, and let it slip to the point where the Titans could knock them out of the playoffs on the final day. So, you know, a little bit of symmetry there. A little bit of, I don't know, do people like symmetry? Uh, I think overall people like symmetry. There we go. You're welcome, man. Um, yeah, so that's it. Jags out. Um, the offseason begins for the Jags. So that meant that the Buffalo Bills were now guaranteed a playoff spot. All the playoff spots are filled. The only thing that there was left to say was who would win the AFC East. Yeah. Would it be the Buffalo Bills or the Miami Dolphins who played each other on Sunday night football? The winner takes the East, the loser, a wild card spot. And the Bills won 21-14. In a surprisingly low-scoring, but very entertaining game. Did you watch this? I did. It was very entertaining. Yes, it was. That was at the end. Josh Allen had a monster. He had a classic Josh Allen game. Because he had the good and the bad all kind of mixed up together. He had more rushing yards than anyone else was playing. 
Mm-hmm. He's a very good rusher. Which is mad when you're playing Miami. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah. weeks probably have more rushing yards than like other teams. But yeah, it was a great game. Huge punt return, right? Yeah, Deontay Hardy. Hardy? Hardy? About 95 yards. Yeah, something like that. You love a punt return. You love a punt. You love a punt return. I do love a punt return. So yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, great game. And I was sort of happy whoever won. Because I knew yeah. they're both through anyway. Yeah, I mean, I wanted the Bills to win because I have a soft spot for the Bills, but there was a bit of me that wanted Miami to win just because if Miami won, then in the playoffs, it'd just be a rematch. It'd be Buffalo against Miami in Miami. Yeah. So I was like, that'd be nice. But um, no, Buffalo won. Yeah, it was a weird game. Yeah, the thing about Miami was well, a number of things. They've got so many injuries now. Like, obviously, they had a few. They've picked up even more. And now they've got to go to Arrowhead. Which isn't quite as intimidating as it would have been last year or two years ago. But still not going to be good. No. You never know, though. No, I haven't looked great. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, um, they, only, they only just beat Chargers this week. I know we don't need to talk about it, but that should not be a close game. Yeah, no, I didn't really pay much attention to that. I assume the Chiefs were resting all their main guys. I think they were. Kelsey didn't play. No way Mahomes would have played. Um, they're yeah, quite bad that the Chargers didn't win that then. All right, well, that leads us in to the playoffs. So in the AFC, as we said, we know the teams. We've got the Cleveland Browns, who who had already clinched a spot. Um, they, they have to go to Houston. So the advantage of winning the division, Houston will host their playoff game against the Browns. I sort of see this as like two, in a way, two very similar teams because they're both the two franchises who were very bad for a long time all of a sudden for good yeah but I kind of see the Browns as like a steady pragmatic kind of strong tough team and I see the Texans as like a volatile you know all this kind of flair experimentation well maybe not experimentation but just like a bit of kind of a bit more of an unknown kind of entity um Interesting to see how this goes down. Who do you have winning this one? I think Browns. Mm. Oh, I do quite like both teams, but I'll be rooting for Texans. Yeah. Um, Texans seem to they never if they win it never seems to be really convincing. Even if they play well, mm-hmm. it feels like they just win all their games. And Browns, when they have everything in place, they seem unbeatable. But times of the season, they've looked rubbish. Yeah. So, I wonder... 
if Browns turn up, I don't even think it'll be close. Mm. But if they don't have a good game, I can definitely see Texans winning. Yeah, I think it's tricky because you're right. Cleveland have had some stinkers this season. I'm trying to remember if they've had a stinker since Joe Flacco has been their quarterback. I'm not sure that they have. Um, but obviously, it's weird to say that Joe Flacco is their big, their big strength when he was, you know, unemployed for the first however many weeks of the season. And it might just be this stability for a reason. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, remains to be seen. I don't like the idea of Miles Garrett going up against the Texans O-line. I just think Miles Garrett's just going to cause havoc. Miles Garrett, wherever he is, is going to cause havoc. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think this is going to be really close. I've gone for the Texans, but that's probably just me going with my heart a little bit. Um, You're allowed to do that. Yeah, I am. Football after all, isn't it? All right, and then a game I've already sort of mentioned. The Miami Dolphins go to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyreek Hill revenge game, sort of. Yeah. Um, and they did play, they played in Germany this year, didn't they? I can't remember who won that. You remember? Uh... Let me scroll up and have a look. Um, I definitely watched it. The Chiefs won. Okay. Chiefs won 21-14. That's so, Miami seem to... They don't beat the good teams. No. They don't seem to ever really lose to teams considered worse than them, but teams that are considered sort of up there as well, they lose to. Yeah. I think... Yeah, Which doesn't so bode well for playoffs where every team is a team your sort of level or better. Yeah. I don't really know what to make of this Dolphins team now. Like, their offense wasn't explosive against the Bills, which is kind of what everyone thinks of when they think of Miami now. It's just, you know, all these big plays on offense, you know, Tyreek Hill running all over the park. Um, or you know, Waddle or whatever. But Waddle's injured, I think. I don't know if any of these players are going to be back, but Waddle's injured. Got so many defenders injured. Raheem Mostert as well. Don't know if he'll be back. But these are big pieces that are missing. Um, but yeah, but then on the other side, Kansas City have sort of well, they don't have anyone out. Any notable names because they didn't have any notable names on offense. They got Kelsey, who has had his worst season ever, I think. Like in terms of yards. He's been bad, and it's been bad more at the end of the season than the beginning. Mm. Um, Pacheco has been huge for him. And it's kind of weird that in a Patrick Mahomes team, you're talking about the running back. But he's sort of been their best. Obviously, Mahomes is always going to be their best player, but. He's been the one that's been getting the yards. It's been their running game. It's not been through the air. Um, yeah, but their defense has been really good. Yeah. Chris Jones has been incredibly disruptive. 
Yeah, I mean, he's top, isn't he? Yeah, he got his uh, incentive on his contract this week. Did you see this? I did see this. It was yeah. so wholesome. <laughs> Couldn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as wholesome as you could get for someone just like earning an extra $1 million. A million dollar sack. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've written down Miami here. But I've almost talked myself into Kansas City. But I'm going to start with Miami just because I can't be bothered to change it. Uh, who do you want for this one? I want Miami. Oh, you didn't even think about that. Well, I thought about it earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. You did then. But, uh, yeah. I um, wouldn't be shocked either way. Really could go either way. Yeah, it really could. Um, all right. The final wildcard game in the AFC. The Pittsburgh Steelers go to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills, the two-seed Buffalo Bills. Um, sort of crazy that after this whole season, Buffalo have ended up as the AFC champs and the two-seed. Sort of came out of nowhere, didn't it? But they are. Yeah, great end to the season. They're in scarily good form. And I definitely think Bills are going to beat Steelers. Yeah, I sort of think this is the easiest one to call. Obviously, we've already said a lot about the Steelers. You mean obviously... Including don't write them off, which is exactly what we're doing now. Yeah. You mean <laughs> of these three, it's easiest to call of all six? I think of all six. Okay. Um, but I do think I do think as a six, they're all quite hard to call overall. Um, but I just think you know, Mason Rudolph is you know he was the third choice quarterback coming in to the year. Assuming he starts, you got him on one side and Josh Allen on the other. You know, that's a big disparity already. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think if you were to make a case for Pittsburgh, you would say TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, but they've lost TJ Watt now. Yeah. That's, a, I mean, a huge loss, obviously. Yeah, so I think on paper, it's hard to make a case for Steelers at all. I, I think, think the best case is that it's Bill's game to lose, but they are capable of throwing a bit. Yeah, the Bills have, have shown us they can and will lose to anyone. Yeah, I mean... Didn't they lose to the Patriots? They might be, yeah. So, they think Josh Adams is great, but he can... He's very capable of making mistakes. Oh, yeah. And he sort of always makes mistakes, but makes up for it. But if he just has a game where... He makes a few more than normal. And it's, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of Josh Allen detractors will always bring up the stat that I can't remember exactly what the numbers are, but it's something like in the last however many years. 10 years he's led the league in interceptions thrown. Yeah. But that it. Yeah, something like that. But it's always, well, because if anyone else throws that many interceptions, they get benched. Or they get cut, or you know they don't get a job next year. 
But Josh yeah. Allen is so good that he does. Yeah, he does make up for his mistakes overall. But yeah. not necessarily overall every game. So this is one of the games where he makes an exceptional number of mistakes. Mm. Pittsburgh are good enough to punish him for it. I do think he's one of those players that's better under in the big games, though. Yeah, sort of seems to thrive, which yeah, I guess just... is matched with how they've done this season. At the start of the season, when Les yeah. seems to be riding on it, they've not done particularly well. And when they really need to, they've been winning, winning, winning. Yeah. Now beat Miami and now, yeah, like you said, won the division. Yeah, and you saw against Miami, like when it was like two-minute offense, when he was just rolling. He was playing much better. So, I mean, when it was harder because you've got a clock and you don't have as much time and all this sort of stuff, he was doing way better. But it might just be he likes the pressure. Yeah, I think he probably thrives under it, doesn't he? Yeah, maybe it makes things simpler for him. But, um, yeah. Okay, so you've got Buffalo in that game, haven't you? Yeah, I've got Buffalo, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, we've been going for ages. Let's talk about the NFC. Let's do it. NFC, NFC. Just me. All right. Um, <laughs> right, there were actually more games in the NFC that had playoff implications. Um, the first of which. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the Carolina Panthers, knowing that if they win, they win the NFC South. And they won 9 0, 9 0, 9 0. Did you watch this? Uh, no, I watched Red Zone. So I saw like bits uh, of it. It was a rubbish game, wasn't it? Yeah. So incredibly disappointing. <laughs> I've. Well, Panthers haven't got anything to play for. Tampa have everything to play for. They should be so much better. They should absolutely smash them to the point where at the end they may be taking off Baker Mayfield and other players. I kind of thought, I thought it might go the other way that Carolina have nothing to lose. Are just gonna, yeah, it's the final game of the season. A lot of them probably playing for their jobs. They're just gonna like go out there. You know, with kind of a freedom, maybe Tampa would get a bit nervy, especially because everyone's kind of saying, "Oh, you have to win this game. This game is easy. You know, it'll be, you'll be fine." And then that Carolina would come out and actually score some points and make it close. But it, not only did Tampa Bay not smash so them, we're both it wasn't even that close. It was bad in every way. It could be bad. Number yeah. of touchdowns zero. Anyway. Luckily, we don't have to see them play again. Oh, wait. Yeah, time for do. Yep. Ah, disappointing. That's right. Um, we'll only watch them one more game. Hmm, will we? Um, Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one, the Minnesota Vikings played the Detroit Lions. Um, Minnesota had a very, very outside shot at the playoffs. They need to win. Four percent. Pretty much everyone else to lose. Um so, for all intents and purposes, they didn't really have a shot. Detroit, interestingly, were almost guaranteed the third seed. They would have needed the Cowboys and the Eagles to lose to get the second seed. That was all they were playing for. 
And despite that, they decided to play all their starters. Um, and they did win the game. They won the game 30 points to 20. Um, but it was not without its casualties. I was teeing you up there, Paul. I know. Say who that was. <laughs> well, yeah, Laporta got injured. Sam Laporta, yeah. Hyperextended oh. his knee or something. Didn't sound nice, whatever it was. Yeah, he played for long enough, though, to break some major records. Yeah, got some rookie tight end records. Yeah. Uh, most number of receptions and most number yep. of receiving yards, I believe. That sounds right. Um, yeah, one of them, I think he ended the record. Oh, the receptions, though, I don't think was a tight end one. I think the person that had it before him was Waddle, about two years ago. No, you're f- no, 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 no. You're thinking of uh, Pukunakua. Ah, I'm thinking of Nakua. Pukunakua broke the rookie uh, record for receptions and for yards. Okay. The Porter uh, did break records as well, though. Yeah, but I think for... But they were tight end ones. Tight end specific. Tight end. Yeah. Okay. But it's still very yeah. impressive. He's had a great season. Yeah, and he's been one of their scariest players on offense. Yes, absolutely. Thing is, I do really like the the attitude that the coach has of even though they've got very little riding on it, to still go for it. Right, yeah. And I can see good reasons for that as well. Sort of create a consistency mm. with your players and just sort of teach people to always, always go for it, even if it seems like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, you now lost one of your best, if not your best receivers, albeit a tight end. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's tricky. It's hard um, to defend once that happened. Until that happened, it looked. I thought it was quite smart and I liked that he was doing something different to everyone else and then he lost the port and then I was like what an idiot yeah it's tricky they also lost Khalif Raymond who's their like kickoff returner and wide receiver I think Um, but he's the kind of guy who probably would have been playing anyway even if they were resting all their starters because you can only rest a certain number because of the squad sizes you can't rest everyone yeah. So he probably still would have been playing. But um yeah, annoying. You obviously I've not really looked up how serious the injury is, but it sounds like he'll definitely be out at least one week. If you know, if Detroit win in the wildcard round, is he gonna be back for the divisional round? Hopefully. Um but I don't know. If he's healthy we'll enough. They'll play him. Oh, yeah. Certainly. It might just be a matter of they'll play him a few snaps. And if he's moving, okay, leave him. If not, get rid of him. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, big loss. Huge. But, um, yeah, luckily, Detroit do have a lot of weapons. Armin Ross and Brown, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Actually, I'm running out, but they do have people. James, and Williams, there you go. They managed to 
which we haven't said. I know you did say they beat Vikings anyway. Yeah, they did. Um, all right. So the next game that did have playoff implications, the Atlanta Falcons 17, the New Orleans Saints 48. Um, both these teams were hoping for a win and a Tampa Bay loss to take the division. Once that wasn't happening, the Saints were looking for a win and a bit of help to get a wild card spot. They didn't get that help, so both these teams are out. Um, so, anyway, I do root for the Saints, but they didn't. They shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I mean, New York, Tampa Bay, but anyway, yeah. I'm kind of glad they didn't get in. This was a really weird game, though, because I started watching it and then I had to make food. I wasn't making food for long, and I think when I was watching it, Falcons were winning, made some food, and when I came back, they were losing by 30 points. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I think Falcons kind nuts. of... What's the word? Capitulated? What's the word where you like to do it to yourself? Self-capitulated? Is that no. a word? No. Shot um, himself in the foot? Not is that's many words, but means the same thing. Yeah, I think lots of their feet got shot. Um, yeah, Arthur Smith, Atlanta Falcons head coach, has been fired, which was somewhat predictable. The Saints head coach, Dennis Allen, has not. Okay, which is interesting. Um, yeah, there was this game ended strangely. In that you've probably seen this, there was a so the Saints have won the game. Obviously, they had the ball with I don't know how many seconds left, but not many. Yeah. Uh, lined up in victory formation, I to take any at the goal line, and then handed it off to Jamal Williams, the running back, who scored a touchdown. Yeah, and kicked off. Kicked off. Arthur Smith was not happy. And it's weird. It seems like this is only like in American football. But like it seems to be like the ungentlemanly thing to like keep scoring. Yeah. Like in like a blowout, it seems to be like I don't know, like, like not the done thing to like keep, keep scoring. But and like these two are obviously division rivals. The big like it's quite a big rivalry. For Saints and uh, Falcons fans. So if I'm a Saints fan, I'm very pleased they've done that. And like Jerome Williams hadn't had a touchdown all year. So there were, you know, there was the team wanted to do it for a good reason because they like him. And they say, you know, you've worked hard all year. You haven't got a touchdown. Let's get you a touchdown. Um, And like, I don't understand. This isn't just that. I'm not aiming this just at Falcons fans to complain it. Because I feel like any fan base would complain about them against them, but I don't understand why. Like, if you don't want them to score a touchdown, tackle them. Do you know what I mean? That's the game. That's literally the whole game. Yeah, that's not just for right at the end. No. When they're in certain formations, it's every formation, every play. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a bit kind of deceitful to line up in victory formation, but like so much of the game is like misdirection, and you know. Yeah, I mean, there's play actions exactly that. Fake punts happen all the time. Well, not all the time, yeah. but probably one a week, maybe. Exactly. 
So, yeah, anyway, everyone is hating on the Saints for doing that. Um, but I think, good on them. Why not? I want more of that. And I want people to stop complaining about it. Yeah, I don't really feel strongly one way or the other, but I did enjoy the, just the drama it created. I think one. I think the worst thing about it was at the end of the game, the Saints head coach Dennis Allen was obviously asked about it, uh, and he said that, "Oh, we should have taken the knee there." I called, or whoever whoever the play called was, told them to take the knee, and then in the huddle, Jameis Winston, the quarterback, I guess spoke to the team. And the team decided in the huddle to go against <laughs> I like the that coaches. even more. <laughs> yeah, so to go against the coach to get Jamal Williams' touchdown. Um, and it's just crazy because it, it reflects so badly on the coach to at the end of the game say, I told them to take the knee and they didn't listen. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe just best to own up to it. Even if you didn't do it, yeah, just be like, "Oh, that was the team. Just that was the team decision." You don't have to, you don't have to say, "Oh, I didn't do that. That wasn't me." You can take it. You can take it more as a collective responsibility. Just like we decided, rather than be like, "Oh no, it wasn't me." Yeah, it just doesn't sound good. Either. The players often just ignore what I say. I mean, I, I don't know if you can tell from my tone. I kind of wanted Dennis Allen to be fired this week. <laughs> Um, I think this game might have kept him his job. I think if he loses to the Falcons, he might lose his job. And I kind of would like that to happen. I think the Saints need a bit of a kick up the backside. Um, I think they should be better. But ah, anyway. It is what it is, mate. It is what it is. And what it is is... I don't know. I don't know how I was playing. I ended that sentence. Um <laughs> So that in the end actually had no playoff implications whatsoever. Um because both of the scenes are out. But we thought at the time. At the time yes. it did. At the time it did. And Saints um, did what they needed to do, but it just didn't work out for them. Uh the Seattle Seahawks went to Arizona knowing that if they won and Green Bay lost, they would be in. Um Seattle won twenty one points to twenty. But um don't want to spoil what's coming up next. But Green Bay <laughs> won. So Yeah. They're out. Um shame for Arizona not to get the win. They had the chance to win. Matt Prater missed what would have been the game winning field goal. If my memory serves me correctly. Arizona had been doing this all season. Yeah. Very close to good teams and always just missing out. Not always. They beat Philly. Right, we that we don't. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so weird. I don't think it's just us that are so that are this positive about a team that got four wins this year. I, d- I, I, I do think it's that's, not just us. Is that I don't think so. No, no, because they do. They have really solid competitive games against mm. teams that have got double the amount of wins in the year. A yeah. lot of them. It just uh, seems like every game that's ended dead close and has been like, oh, I could go either way. They've all gone against them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're missing a bit of star power probably and a bit a bit of power power as well. 
but they're not far off. And they've got no. good draft picks coming up. So Yeah, they do. They've secured that. Um, James Conner had a good game, as he often does. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, what I found, uh, apparently, I didn't know this at the time, but apparently during this game, so, so the Green Bay game is happening at the same time, but the Green Bay game finished about half an hour or so before this one. And apparently in the Arizona Stadium, they put it up on all the big screens that like Green Bay have won or something. Okay. While Seattle was still playing against them. So the I don't Seattle know whether, now, I don't matter now. But yeah, I don't know if the idea was that, that Seattle would give up or... Anyway, I just thought... Because they must have pre-planned that and been like, oh, yeah. if, if Green Bay win before our game is over, you know, someone cook up some text to put on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think if it went the other way, they were going to be writing Green Bay lose. No, probably not. Green Bay lose, so do really well against the Seahawks. <laughs> Unless they want that draft pick. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Green Bay, Green Bay were at home at Lambeau hosting the Chicago Bears knowing that if they win, they're in as a wild card in the NFC. They won 17 points to nine. Um, I don't really remember much of this game. Couldn't have been great looking at the scoreline, but it, it was it did pretty, what they needed to do. I don't remember anything. Forgettable <laughs> game. Yeah, I think um, I remember. I remember Jaden Reed's name coming up a lot. The rookie wide receiver. Jaden Reed got 112 receiving yards. Okay, oh, yeah, not bad. Aaron Jones, 111 rushing yards. Jordan Love, 316 passing yards. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, 316 is, that's high. Yeah, I mean... Third most of the of the week, passing yards. Yeah, Green Bay have had some good performances of late. They've not all been great, but they have had some really good ones. I think last week they game against Minnesota was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and probably not quite as impressive this week, but they got it done comfortably against, you know, last week we were saying, oh, the Bears are a good team. They could upset the Packers here. The Packers got it done. So kudos to them. It's going to be a bit of a dangerous team in the wild card, potentially. Yeah, I mean... I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to be playing them next. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, somewhat spoiling it, but I sort of feel like Eagles have done better to yeah, yeah. <laughs> lose this week and be playing Tampa instead of Packers. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to that. So, the next game with playoff implications in the NFC is the. Philadelphia Eagles against the New York Giants. Giants are already eliminated. The Eagles know that if they win and the Cowboys lose, the Eagles will take the division. Otherwise, the Eagles have still guaranteed a wild card spot. And the Eagles are 24 nothing down at halftime and end up losing 27-10. They've benched most of their starters. I don't know. can't remember how long through, about halfway through. Not a great game for Eagles fans. 
Not a great game. I would have been so fine with it if they didn't start a bunch of their starters and then lost like that. But the fact that yeah. when they had all their starters on was when they did worse. Hmm. Yeah, it was really difficult to watch. And AJ Brown got hurt. Yeah, AJ Brown got hurt. Jalen Hurts might did something to his finger. I don't know if how, I don't know if that's serious or not. Uh, well, it can't have been that serious because then he, he came back on. Oh, okay. But um, it looked pretty gross. It was like things like the like top of his middle finger, like bent out and back in. Yeah, didn't look like it was supposed to look. But yeah, I want to say he only came off for uh, a short while, maybe like one oh, okay. drive or two drives, and he was oh. throwing it on the sideline, and then I think he came back on. Oh, okay. I assume Mariota was in from then on. Um, to be fair, it might have been, but even if that was the case, we saw him throwing on the sidelines, so I think he'll be fine to start. Yeah, probably. I hope so. But um, given how bad they've been the last few weeks, I'm not sure it will matter. I wouldn't be shocked if Tampa beat them. Yeah. It's really worrying losing to Giants that comfortably. Yes, especially on off the back of a loss to Arizona. Yeah, and you, there was something to play for. Obviously, Cowboys would be expected to beat Commanders, and therefore it doesn't really matter. But they went in with like their top team. Yeah, they were trying to win that game. So they didn't go in. If they'd gone in with a different mindset, hmm. I'd be like, oh well, I could understand that decision. Saving you good players. Maybe AJ Brown would still be yeah, yeah. eligible if they'd done that. But yeah, I mean, is is there a a team in worse form than the Philadelphia Eagles in the league? Like um the Eagles were ten and one. Panthers maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're probably tied with the Panthers. Yeah, I think they've probably lost on the trot about as many as any other team. Yeah, they got so they went ten and one and then they have lost what? Five of the last six, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. No. No. They need to turn it they've got no more weeks to turn it round. They yeah, have to I turn think... it round now and I'm not I don't think they will. No. Um, all right, well, let's let's tidy this up. So the final game, we've already mentioned, the Dallas Cowboys played the Commanders, knowing that if they won, they would secure the two-seed along with the NFC East division title, which they did 38-10. to 10. Comfortable. Black Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. Tony Pollard. Gary. Tony Pollard had a good game, yeah. All three of them were the top... In their, what, in their in their category. passing leader, Prescott, rushing leader, Pollard, receiving leader, CD Lamb. Jeez. Yeah. They're kind of scary all of a sudden. The, the Dallas Cowboys. Not all of a sudden. It's been a, a fair few weeks, but. Yeah, they sort of start, right. started off really strong, had a pretty poor mid season, and finished strong. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't know whether it's like Niners played them at a good time or like that game kind of gave them a big like kick up the ass. Do you know what I mean? Because the Niners humiliated them, smashed them, destroyed them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to know with these things. Yeah, it is. All sort You can't of. just have like an off an off game, can you? Yeah, and I think they have done that, and I think like Browns have done that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a similar-ish sort of situation. Yeah, all right. right. Shall we predict? Yeah, so we've got three the wild first card matchup. games. The seven seed Green Bay Packers go to the number two seed Dallas Cowboys. Um, I've gone for Dallas. Be Cowboys, I think. Yeah, no, I mean Dallas have like a a history of like losing in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, okay. Um, or just like underperforming in the playoffs. So I think. Well, I don't. I don't really know. But it wouldn't surprise me massively if, a, if they lost us, because I feel like it's one of those things where the more you build it up, the harder it is, and so they've got all this pressure on. Well, you need to kind of get get over this hurdle and like win at least. Well, I think this year you need to win at least two playoff games. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me massively if they did lose against a uh, kind of. Exciting-looking Packers team, um, and if that did happen, it wouldn't surprise me if the Dallas coach was fired. Honestly, even though they went, whether they went twelve and five or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, I do think I do think Dallas will win. I think Dak and Ceedee Lamb are kind of too good. They need Packers needed some uh, cowboy injuries. Yeah. Of which there haven't been that many. No. Um, all right. The sixth seed, Los Angeles Rams, go to the three seed, Detroit Lions. This is a particularly tasty one. Can you tell me why this is a tasty one, Paul? Quiz? Oh, is it some sort of revenge game for someone? Could be. I mean, that is final answer. <laughs> No okay. more specific than that. All right, you get half a mark. Not even half a mark. You get a quarter of a mark. Um, it is a revenge game for two people. Oh, for Matthew Stafford and for Jared Goff. Ah, who were traded? Swapped. Yes. So uh, the Rams drafted Jared Goff, number one overall, I believe. Uh, he took him to a Super Bowl. They lost it. Um, and then season after, a couple seasons after, they decided he wasn't good enough. Traded him to Detroit in exchange for Matthew Stafford. Um, the Rams also gave up a lot more you know, to get Stafford. Yeah. Um, but now, obviously, Jared Goff is at the helm of the three-seed Detroit Lions, who look very good. Um, so I think he would definitely want to prove himself, I think, make a statement against his former employer. Yeah, I think both quarterbacks will, but Goff especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stafford was at the Lions for a long time. Lower, longish time, I think. Um, 
I don't know how he feels about the Lions. Whether he wanted to be traded or... I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, it's tasty for that reason. I reckon Lions will do it. Yeah, we do. I've gone for the Lions. I think this is a really tough one to call, though. But I have called it. I don't know. I feel like Rams have been... They haven't felt very good. And then now they're in playoffs. I don't know. I mean, with Matthew, Matthew Stafford's played really well. And you've got Puka Nakua. And you've got Kyron Williams. And Cooper Cup, if he's fit. I don't know if he's still injured or whatever. No, I think, I think he is fit. I think he didn't play this week, so he was rested, wasn't he? So, I mean, there's some good players there. And obviously Aaron Donald. Um, I think Detroit are going to have too much for him. They should do, but yeah, I would be I'd be nervous playing the Rams. But then it's the playoffs, you know, you, you're going to play good teams. Yeah. Now, the exception to that rule, two bad teams. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are the five seed, so have to travel to the four seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Long pause. Long, long pause. Yeah, well, the truth is I actually think Tampa will win, but um, for the purpose of this, I'm saying Eagles. <sighs> but if I wasn't an Eagles fan, I wouldn't... This is the one game I wouldn't be bothered about watching. I mean, I definitely want to watch it. I think... Because I think... It'll probably be the lowest quality based on yeah. recent form. But I think that it's still close. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad it's not Dallas against Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, I think I've gone for the Eagles. I think the thing is, if it was Tampa Bay of like three weeks ago or whatever it was, um, when they was it the Jags they beat where like Baker Mayfield had a great game. I can't remember. But maybe that's the Tampa that will turn up. Yeah, I don't know. But um yeah, I mean not scoring a touchdown against Carolina. Yeah, no, that is really bad. That is bull. But then to lose by three scores to Giants. Isn't great. Yeah, I just think the Eagles have got the personalities. Like, they've got leaders. They've got Jason Kelsey. They've got Jalen Hurts. they got, I was going to say, AJ Brown. They may or may not have AJ Brown. Um, is, is, is Devonta Smith out as well? Does that make that up? Maybe. I might have made that up. Um, and the fact that they, they went all into Super Bowl last year, well, I think all that kind of experience. Is going to be enough. Yeah, it's hard to know what their recent form, how big of a role it will play. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, you know, this is a game where it really, really, really does count. And maybe that will. It definitely counts this game. Mess it up for them, or maybe they'll thrive under that. Yeah. I feel like Baker Mayfield's the sort of person that. Thrives under the pressure as well, though. 
Yeah, I think he does too. I think he's like like we how we were talking about Josh Allen. I think he's sort of similar. Yeah, no, he's better when he's yeah when there's two minutes left to go. And he needs to score. But if anything, I think he'd be better as an underdog. Yeah, so I mean, probably. he's better coming back than you know when they've been ruled out. That's mm. when he's most dangerous. Whereas probably most people are thinking about this and going, oh, Tampa really might win. Yeah, it is a really tricky it's a tricky one to call. But we have called it, and we've called the NFC exactly the same. So we've all got uh, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Lions making it to the divisional round, which would mean the Eagles would play the Niners, and the Cowboys and the Lions would face off if this were to come true. Yeah. Scary stuff. Um, all right. So before we leave, or as we leave, we'll just do our MVPs and highlights of the week um, for week 18, final week of the regular season. So shall we begin with our week MVP? Sure. I've written down five. That's too many. Yeah, four too many. Yep. All right, go uh, quickly. Right. Let's go sort of backwards. Uh, Bijan Robinson had a really good week. Did Justin Jefferson. I'm not. That's not. That, yeah. That supposed to be accusatory. I don't remember. I even getting the ball. Like I said, I missed a little bit of the game. The bit where Saints scored thirty points, right? Okay. But in what I watched, he did good, and he was the receiving leader. Given okay. that Saints scored what forty-eight points, yeah, he he did do good. Okay, uh, so Bijan Robinson did really good. Justin Jefferson did really good. Mm-hmm. Good player. Uh, I've already mentioned him. James Connor really good. Mm-hmm. Dirk Henry, really good. Nice. Uh, but my answer is Josh Allen. Yeah, I think a worthy winner. Um, I've gone for CJ Stroud. Yeah. Similar reasons. Won the game for, for their team. Um, I imagine had I seen that game, he would be amongst mine. Probably. Um, Have you I... not got a darkness retreat? Right, we can do our dance retreat. I wrote one down. Um, so for anyone new to podcast, the dance retreat section is the low light. It's called that because the light is low in darkness. So, but well, I've already spoken about mine. Mine was the ending of the Saints game, but not the ending, the kind of response to the ending. Okay. Everyone was angry at the Saints. And I'm like, come on, guys. It's just a game. <laughs> <laughs> we've meant um, can well, I move on to mine yeah 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 yeah. I wrote down three we mentioned two AJ okay. Brown injury Laporta yep. injury yep like both of them very much like AJ Brown and his team mm-hmm. yes uh, you mentioned that before but my answer which wasn't sort of sad but sort of good was like Derek Henry he gave a speech at the end of the game 
which was a very nice speech, but also sad because he was yeah, pretty sure he wasn't going to play for Titans again. Well, it seemed that way, didn't it? Yeah. Probably the fact that he was saying goodbye to the Titans. <laughs> but it, he didn't like say anything too concrete, but the fact that he gave a speech. Yeah, you're not doing that at the end of every season. No. Um, so that was sad, but I'm pleased it happened after a good game. Rather yeah, than it's nice. Better checks end to his Patriots career. Yeah, we don't know if he's leaving yet. No, but imagine so. Do you want to do your highlight of the week? Yeah. Football highlight of the week. So we've mentioned my highlight, which is okay. the Chris Jones celebration. For his one million dollar okay. sack, yeah, his celebration slash they all lost their minds, which was really good. Yeah, I did think it was actually a bit much at the time, <laughs> but uh, they had another play to run after that, didn't they? Like the offense, yeah, it wasn't at the end of the half or something. Probably had to call a timeout. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do have an honorable mention, which isn't something that really mattered that much, but I found really funny. Mm-hmm. Was did you watch the Eagles game? Um, didn't watch the Eagles game. I watched it on Red Zone. Watched it on Red Zone. You probably saw then because that's how I watched it. Uh, on the, I think it was an Eagles punt. The special team Giants player, like hit the kicker. Oh yeah, yeah. Just afterwards, and was so desperate not to give away a penalty that he was like trying to hold him up. Yeah, went on for like. It went on for ages because the kicker obviously wanting a penalty. Was like dead weight, not gonna help him at all. <laughs> it, yeah. it was so determined to go down, but obviously the the rusher was a a bigger person than the kicker, as they often are, and managed to hold him up. But it was just really funny. <laughs> yeah, that is my. I've never seen someone want to get knocked down more. <laughs> it's like you trying to carry me home from the pub. Yeah. <laughs> What was your highlight of the week? Um, I've gone for two. I'm not dissimilar. Um, my honourable mention will be, I can't remember the context of much of this, but it was Josh Allen's run for a first down. He was like third and like 13 or something. And he just took off and it looked like he wasn't going to get there. But he just like, because you can't tackle him. And he ended up diving and ended up getting it by a few yards. I think there was a penalty against Miami on that play anyway. So, But when I was watching it, that was a moment that made me go, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make that noise, but um, but kind of similar vibes. My actual highlight was a CJ Stroud pass to Nico Collins, um, which if you watch the highlights, I'm sure this would be amongst it. I think it was third down, might have been second down, but um, Stroud is like flushed out of the pocket. And it's kind of scrambling around at the back, but going backwards mainly rather than side to side. And then in the end, I thought he just threw it away. He was off his back foot. I don't know how far behind the line of scrimmage he would have been at this point. At least 10 yards, probably like 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right. Off his back foot, just what I thought, threw it away. Um, It ends up landing about a yard or two in front of the first down marker. And Nico Collins kind of comes out of nowhere 
and just like does like a dive and catch, gets underneath it, and they get first down. Nice. I was watching the play. I was like, no, no, no. And they threw it away. I was like, oh, God. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> a real roller coaster. It really was. And he made a, he made a few plays like that. Not exactly like that, but um, kind of plays that should have been negative and ended up being very much positive plays. Yeah, that's how they sort of do it, aren't they? They're a very scrappy team. Yeah, find a way. Yeah, they're the best sort of teams to watch, though. Oh, definitely. All right. Does that, I think that concludes our Week 18 episode. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, I do not believe so. Cool. Um, then we should go, because Hazel's listening to Frank Carter downstairs really loudly. It might be coming through on the recording, so let's hope not. Okay, I can't hear anything. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll see you soon, then, buddy. Ta da. See you next week. Bye.